as we get older, sometimes we're just not that into sex anymore. And sometimes we get to the point where we just really don't want to have intercourse at all. We're just not into it. It's not enjoyable and it might even hurt. So today I want to answer a question from a listener that wonders, what do you do? Is it okay if you really don't want to have intercourse anymore, but you still really love your partner? Hi there. I'm your host, Dr. Heather England, an executive coach, psychotherapist, and relationship expert. I like talking about ways you can live your best life, especially by creating fulfilling relationships, whether that's the relationship with yourself, with the people who matter most to you, or your relationship with your sexuality. I recently had a question from a listener and they wanted to know if it's okay if they no longer wanted to have intercourse with their partner and instead just do other intimate things. Now they didn't go into details about what those intimate things were, but I'm sure we can all imagine what some of those might be. I want to answer the question of whether or not we need to continue to have intercourse when we don't want to, and then what other types of things we might replace intercourse with. First, I really feel like you should never have sex. And by sex, I mean all the different acts that make up sex, not just intercourse. I'm not defining sex as intercourse. I don't think that we should have any type of sexual act if we really don't have consent for it. So if you really are not into it and you don't want to make out, you don't want to do oral sex or touch each other or have intercourse or any other type of sexual activity, then really you need to be able to say no and feel safe saying no and know that your partner will honor that and respect that. Anytime we have sex when we don't want to, it builds up really deep feelings within us. It can be traumatic. It can trigger past traumas. It can make us feel really bad about ourselves. And it really is a desire killer long-term. So if you have sex when you don't want to have sex, then the next time it's time for you to have sex again, you're likely not going to be looking forward to it. In fact, many people have what's called anticipatory dread, meaning they actually dread having sex. And that's really not a good thing to be feeling. You don't want to dread having sex with somebody you love. So saying no when you want to say no is just as important as your ability to say yes. As sex therapists, we often say in order to say yes, you have to also be able to say no in your relationship. Back to my listener question. If someone no longer wants to have intercourse, the first question I'm going to ask them is, why not? What's going on? Because people don't want to have intercourse for a variety of reasons. So the first question I would say is, why don't you want to have intercourse? So let's talk about what some of those answers might be. One answer might be, well, it's just really not enjoyable for me. So if it's not enjoyable for you, like if your sex isn't worth wanting, then you're probably not going to want to have that type of sex. 
So I would say, what do you need to change in the way you are having sex with your partner that would make you actually want to have sex? This might be changing how you're doing things. It might be helping your partner with what feels good to you and what doesn't feel good to you. Your partner might need some coaching about how to be a better lover. Maybe your partner is just diving in there and satisfying their needs and not really thinking about what you need. Or maybe it's hard for you to relax and really enjoy the experience. So it might be that you need to work on yourself to figure out what you need to change about you so that you can enjoy sex more. Many people struggle with enjoying sex. It's not this thing that comes naturally to everybody. Part of it is because of the way we were socialized or raised as children. We may have been raised in very religious families that sent us messages that sex outside of certain situations are really taboo or that sexual acts such as oral sex are dirty. Um, and consequently, people come away with this feeling that they're almost being judged sexually, that they're, especially for women, that somehow they're dirty if they really want to have sex. They're dirty if they really get into it and enjoy sex quite a bit. And they are very full of expression and they're free and maybe they like make a lot of noise or they move a lot that for some women can make them feel like they are dirty or even slutty. You know, how did that word slut ever come about in our society, right? It sends this message of the kind of purity a woman is supposed to have to be a true virtuous woman. Men also can struggle with having religion impact their sexuality as they get older. Maybe they are afraid to do certain things because of how that might look to their partner, or they're afraid of harming their partner or sending any type of message to their partner that somehow they are not virtuous, or maybe they don't want to be accused of seeing some type of pornographic material and bringing that into the bedroom if they suddenly start to do something very different than the vanilla stuff they've done in the past. There are so many things that go into who we are as a sexual being. The other piece is that many, many people have had trauma in their life, some type of sexual trauma, some type of unwanted sexual advance. So exploring what is underneath your lack of interest in sex is a really important thing to do for your own emotional wellness, but also for the health of your relationship. Another reason why some people don't enjoy having sex is they're not getting their needs met. And this can be for a variety of reasons. Perhaps they don't know how to ask for what they need. In fact, they may be so disconnected from their body that they just don't even know what type of touch feels good to them. One of the reasons masturbation is a wonderful gift to us is that it teaches you how to touch yourself. Your partner doesn't magically know that. So somehow you have to figure out 
what is the best way to be touched in order to give yourself the most sexual pleasure? And then a way to communicate that to your partner. So your partner knows how and where to touch you using what type of pressure, what type of stroke, all of that. Your partner's not a mind reader. And if you are having sex with your partner and not communicating what your needs are and how you want to be touched, or you're not communicating during the sexual act, when you're starting to get really turned on and aroused, how are they going to know they're doing the right thing? It's horrible to be with a partner who doesn't make any kind of sound or movement throughout sex, because then you never know, are they into it? Are they not? Are you doing the right thing? Are you not doing the right thing? It's hard for you to be fully into your sexual experience if you're not getting that kind of feedback from your partner throughout the process. So the more you can actually talk to one another throughout sex, the better your experience will be. Many women aren't interested in sex because they think that it's supposed to hit them over the head out of the blue. And they're going to suddenly feel really turned on and interested in sex. Now, many men can do this. And that is kind of how men are typically wired. But most women are not this way. We don't sit around all day having these random sexual thoughts pop in our heads. In fact, I think that's probably the real person that that happens to. Instead, what women have is something called responsive sexual desire. That means as soon as you start touching someone, they start to feel more aroused and more interested in sex. It starts to build up their desire for sex. The reason I wanted to share this information is because if you're one of those people that are not getting spontaneous sexual desire, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It might be pretty typical. Instead, focus on how much you love your partner and how much you want to be with them. And then as you start having some type of sexual encounter, see if the desire then pops up for you. If you then have that responsive desire. If you're listening to this today and intercourse really isn't your jam, but you still want to have some really pleasurable and connecting sex, I would encourage you to use sex toys. And if you need a little help with that, I have a course on my website that is all about how to use sex toys. It's all of the information that I wish I had known when I was first starting out on my sex toy journey or even after I'd been using sex toys for a little while. I show people, well, actually I explain how to use sex toys individually and with a partner and give you lots of examples of really great sex toys. You can also look at my website, Love Filled Life, for some recommended sex toys. So on the website, lovefilledlife.com, you will find both the course and some recommended sex toys. Enjoy! And back to the show. Women are wired so differently from men that typically what is the pathway for us to want to be sexual is to feel connection with our partner. The more we feel close and connected to them, the more likely we're going to be interested in some type of intimacy with them. Men often are very different. 
they feel loved through the act of sex, whereas women want to feel loved in order to want to have sex. Every relationship is different and every relationship needs to negotiate the norms in their relationship and what's okay and what's not okay. So if one of you wants to have intercourse and the other doesn't, then that requires a communication between the two of you and some negotiation and probably some compromise on both sides so that you can come to some type of joint decision that works for both of you so that both of you end up feeling satisfied. Now, this doesn't mean you're going to have intercourse and it doesn't mean you're not going to have intercourse. It means you two together are going to work it out. There is research that shows that the majority of problems in a relationship are actually unresolvable. So you're never going to come to a solution that works equally for both of you. And this is because we're different people. We're all different. So we're going to have different ideas about different things and different beliefs. And we may not be able to come to the same agreement about something as our partner, but that doesn't mean you can't resolve the issue for your relationship in a way that you figure out how to compromise. You want to make sure that you're able to compromise on disagreements so that you can both feel heard and seen and that you each have your needs met. So if we use the example of having intercourse, this doesn't mean that you have intercourse or you don't have intercourse, it means you have a conversation about it and you unpack what is really going on here and you come up with a solution that works for both of you. There are many relationships where people cannot have intercourse anymore for a variety of reasons and they have phenomenal sexual intimacy. They just do lots of other wonderful, yummy, juicy things besides intercourse. The important thing is that they've talked about it. They've decided what's important to them and they have found other things that they can do that are connecting and sexual that they both really enjoy that give them sexual pleasure. And really the bottom line of sex is pleasure and connection. If you can do things with your partner that feel pleasurable to both of you and that connect both of you, then my goodness, you've had a phenomenal experience, right? The final thing I want to talk to is the question that I really think this listener was trying to ask. And that's if I have pain, do I have to have intercourse? Well, if you have pain while you're having intercourse, then my goodness, that would be horrible. Something's going on to cause your pain. And I would say, what could you do to get at the root of that cause? You want to figure out what's going on. Is it pain because you've got pelvic floor tightness or that is causing your muscles to contract in a way that is making entry through intercourse a lot more painful? Are you having pain because um, you've got spasms down in your pelvic region that are causing penetration to be extremely painful? Are you having pain because you're perimenopausal or postmenopausal or, or you're menopausal 
and things are changing in your vaginal area and your vaginal walls are thinning out, they're becoming more fragile. So penetration is actually causing the skin in your vagina to tear and rip. Ouch, that would be incredibly painful. Sometimes when you're going through menopause, penetration is incredibly painful. I remember when I was menopausal, it felt like somebody was rubbing me raw with sandpaper. As much as I wanted to be sexual and close with my partner, it hurt so much. So I went to my gynecologist and told them, and they were able to prescribe something that helped me with it. This is not fixed with an ordinary lube. This is when you're going through menopause, you actually typically need something more than lube to help with that. But lube helps if you're having any type of extra friction or pain through penetration. The bottom line is if you're having pain, it's really helpful to figure out why are you having pain? What's the source of it? And can you address the cause of the pain and ameliorate the pain so that you can then not have pain through penetration. If for some reason you are wired in a way that you are going to have pain through penetration, then I think it's okay to say, I don't wanna have penetration because it hurts. And I don't enjoy sex when it hurts. Like who would enjoy sex when it hurts that much? And if that's the truth for you and your partner, then, then perhaps it's okay for you to start to explore all of the other wonderful things that can be on your sex menu that don't include vaginal penetration. There are so many wonderful things you can do that are sexually pleasurable. And honestly, the sky is the limit with your imagination. It's not just making out and touching or doing oral sex. I mean, you can do fun things in the shower, you can role play, you can dress up, you can use a variety of sex toys to get turned on and enhance your pleasure. You can do a lot of different things. Unfortunately, in our society, we define sex as intercourse, as penetrative intercourse. So that takes a big mindset shift. But if you can shift your brain away from sex being intercourse and sex being sexual pleasure that includes feeling close and connected to your partner, then again, the sky is the limit on the many, many things that you can do. So I'm thinking as I'm recording this, if I'm a man and I'm listening to this, I'm thinking Heather's just told my wife she doesn't have to have sex with me anymore. That's not it. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying figure out what is going on that is causing you to not be interested in having sexual intercourse and then have a conversation about it and figure out what you need to do to fix or address the concern that is causing you to not be interested in intercourse, whether it is the type of sex you're having, the pain you're having with it, or whether or not you're getting aroused enough or turned on or your needs are getting met through the process. If you can address those different things, you might be more interested in some type of sexual activity, including intercourse. But again, I will hearken back to, you need to have consent for what you do. So if intercourse is painful and it's something that 
just doesn't feel good to you, then maybe it is time for you to take that off the table. I'm having one more thought that I want to share with everyone, and that's this idea of a sexual gift. So say you really don't enjoy having intercourse. In fact, I've had women say to me that if they never had to have sex again, meaning intercourse in their lives, they'd be hunky-dory okay. So if you're one of those people, I might think about sex as a gift. In a way, you're giving a gift to your partner because it's something that is so important to them. So you can think of it as, well, I'm going to give you a gift today. So maybe that would make you feel a little better about having some type of sexual activity with your partner. All right. Well, we did it. Thank you so much for listening today. I really appreciate you downloading these episodes and listening to them. As always, if you could give me a five-star rating, I would be so appreciative because it really helps me to keep the podcast on the air. And if you have a question that you would like to have answered, I would love to hear it. You can go to the show notes through wherever you listen to podcasts and click the link that goes directly to a page on my website where you can submit a question. You can do it anonymously or you can use your name because I want to answer your questions. If you're having that question, it means probably lots of other people have the exact same question. Thanks so much for listening today. I wish you the very best and I'll see you next time.